Hey, how's it going, everybody? Welcome back to the Corner Talks podcast. Today, I have a very good friend, talented colleague, Haas Monzini. How are you, man? Hey, man. It's Monzon. Again. Monzon. Oh, my bad. <laughs> I do remember you had Italian roots, so I was trying to... Well, you know, I, I got the Monzoni. Monzoni. Yes. Monzoni. Yeah, Monzon. They're right, right. But uh, pleasure to have you on the podcast. Uh, true honor. You're, you're a very talented, creative individual. Uh, everyone gives me, you know, a high reverence on like my own art. But I said, have you ever seen Haas? Have you ever seen what he can do? <laughs> uh, thank pleasure. you. Thank you, man. Hey, man. It's Monzon. Again. Monzon. Oh, my bad. <laughs> I do remember you had Italian roots. So I was trying to. Well, you know, I, I got the Monzoni. Monzoni. Yes. Monzoni. Yeah. Monzon. They're right. Right. But uh, pleasure to have you on the podcast. Uh, true honor. You're, you're a very talented, creative individual. Uh, everyone gives me, you know, a high reverence on like my own art. But I said, have you ever seen Haas? Have you ever seen what he can do? <laughs> uh, thank pleasure. you. Thank you, man. Yeah. So um, Haas, you and I uh, have worked uh, alongside each other closely in a short amount of time, uh, right? For a media production company. Uh, and we have a lot of memories together. You know, we had a lot of uh, very slight collaborations, but in that time, uh, I've gained a lot of uh, experience from you, you know, inspiration, insight uh, on how to be a better artist, really, uh, because you were brought on as a creative director. And I want to know, like, coming from your past, like coming from your career as a creative director, how did you like, how did you first start? How did you first get into it? Um, well, I started uh, early in uni wanted to to have, I had in this in, in my mind to have you know the the biggest design company in the you know in the center of Mexico where, where I'm from you know so that was in my mind already so even before before finishing university I opened my my studio you know and I started getting clients and and all that stuff but obviously I mean I I thought I was the greatest in the world and in reality that's 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 where you start failing, you know? yeah. which is good, you know, start failing and start like dealing with taxes and start dealing with, with, with clients revisions and you don't even know how to charge, you know, or, or even like people just like don't pay you. Like you start actually dealing with a lot of different things, not only in the, in the creative realm, which is, you know, what, um, what you think you're good at, but in the business side of things, you know, uh, and I think that's what, that's where I started, and in my in, in my business card, uh, when I started, this is bef before finishing the university. It, it, it already said creative director, you know. So wow. I was like, "Well, I am this creative director," but I, but I, in reality, I was the creative director of what? Like I wasn't directing anybody by, but me, you know. So right. even then, <laughs> even yeah. even then, it's it's all. I mean, it was all fake. It was all in my mind. <laughs> But you were faking it. You were manifesting, as they would say. No, you were faking it till <laughs> yeah. you make it. <laughs> That's exactly it. So I, was, I was faking yeah. it till I made it, for sure. And look at you now. You got the title, uh, or I, I at least know you as, and I'm sure the industry, right, as a creative director. Um, and it's interesting that you say, uh, you know, the, the struggle that you kind of went through uh, with dealing with clients, uh, learning how to charge people, um, dealing with revisions and notes, because, uh, you know, being 27 years old, uh, as much as I think I'm getting older, I'm still a kid. Um, and I have a long yes. way to go. And you reminded me from day one when we first met that uh, I'm a baby in the industry. So a lot of the things that I go through, a lot of the trials and tribulations, uh, I learn now, I know now are growing pains, right, uh, of being an artist. Um, yeah. 
so would you say it gets better, uh, Haas, <laughs> for us artists? <laughs> it gets it gets much better because you know all these struggles and um, and obstacles just make just makes just makes you uh, more humble, which is yeah. very important, mm -hmm. and uh, you know, or more, more like more like wiser, <laughs> because before that, all you have is knowledge. You know, like like to me, like there was one thing like knowledge without uh what was it practice is just entertainment or something like that you know mm -hmm. so that, and that's reality and and that's something that you see every every day all these kids that they think they know everything because they googled it or they you know but at the end of the day they haven't practiced practice anything you know yeah. Uh, yeah well you told me well like i said when we were first interacted one of the things that stuck out to me is how uh bluntly honest you were about uh you know a lot of creatives today like a lot of what you see right um because we're two different generations you and i and you know from what i see on instagram uh there's people that claim they're creative directors and maybe they are maybe they're not but i remember your point being is that a true creative director has tenure has experience uh has seen uh it all right has been through the ringer <laughs> and you you said not to disrespect anyone that's 27 that's a creative yes. director but they're not truly a creative director. So I want, could you elaborate for that, uh, for the audience, like what you meant by that statement? Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, and that's one of the things that I actually learned by, by doing also when I first came to Canada, uh, I started working at the Toronto Stars and as a designer. Then, yeah. and, 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 but I applied as creative director, I remember. Oh, okay. uh, I remember. Yeah. A friend of mine told me, no, 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 don't like, don't even, don't even apply as a director. You need, you need experience. I was like, I have experience, you know, I thought I had, but you know, in reality I didn't like, you need like years. So, uh, because it needs the experience, not only in, the, in graphic design, you need like to be experienced as a writer, you know, uh, and then you need to experience to, work with designers and work with writers and understand how to direct you know uh people which is not easy directing designers is is not is not an easy job and especially in the advertising or marketing or design industry you know when everything is like uh so fast and quick and then you have to make money at the end of the day anything that you're doing is not art is is to make money for 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 your client you yeah. know so if if it's beautiful but it doesn't work you know, is useless, you know? So I think that's one of the things as, as, as creative director, you need to know business. Like it's, it's, it's really important that you understand the business of design. Yeah, you're absolutely yeah. right. And you know what, that's, that's something that I had to learn myself because for the longest time I was, you know, I still am an artist at heart. And I think uh, as an artist first, uh, before I do as a businessman, um, but in the pandemic, I've kind of learned, uh, I need to know, I need to learn how to monetize uh, my skill set. Right. I need to know how to brand myself and mark and market um, a lot of the things that uh, make me who I am. So that's why 94 Productions, I created my production company and my clothing line and all these different, uh, you know, creative ventures. Um, because as to your point, it's so uh, critical, so integral that an artist knows how to sell themselves, uh, essentially. Yeah. Um, so I really, really respect that. Uh, that was that was, again, a, a statement, Haas, that stuck with me to this day. <laughs> you can imagine, you know, how hard hitting that was because it was refreshing, really. Right. And comforting to hear it from someone that was actually uh, of your reputation, of your credibility to say a statement like that. Right. Because I'm so consumed by a lot of us. Right. At my age, millennials, we're so consumed to what we see on social media. We don't really know uh, what is real. 
So thank you again for that. Um, Haas, you identify as an artist, you identify as a filmmaker, a storyteller, creative director. Is there a certain label you resonate with most? Is there a certain title? I think uh, lately this, the title that, it reson that resonates more with me is creative producer. Even though, okay. even though creative producer is not an official title, like, if, uh, like in Hollywood, you, you wouldn't find that. If in, in a film at the end credits, you, won't, right. you would not find creative director, creative yeah. uh, producer. But, but I think, yeah, that's, that's what I do the most right now because, um, you know, during the last 20 something years, uh, I've worked with so many people that, you know, at the beginning of my career, they were just like nobody, you know, in reality. And today they are named Guillermo del Toro or oh wow you know, martin you know what i mean so so yeah yeah so t 20 years ago a lot of my friends the friends that i that i knew from mexico or here in canada yeah uh you know they they, they were also starting you know but uh, the cool thing about it is like this circle is so small that it doesn't really grew that much for the last 20 years so so still the same people but now they are the director of this or, or executive producer of that or or, yeah. or whatever you know, so but they still like on my on my on my phone. You know, so it's funny because like working, you know, working in this 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 for this company, this company right now. So it's like they need this. I just it's like opening a toolbox, and then I choose, you know, like who to call, and then there's there's your fix. You know, so well, that's, so, that's something. Yeah, and and you just said something again. Another point um, that I something that it's a benefit uh, of someone in your position, like you're your tenure, your experience. Um, and something that I really am looking forward to, I aspire to is that uh, you have so many resources, so many connections, your network has broadened uh, exponentially yes. since you were my age, right? Exactly. Um, and you probably recall when you were my age, how difficult and challenging it was to even yes. uh, get in touch with those kinds of people, or at least at the very least take, take you seriously, right? But that's part of, I guess, the nature of the grind. Um, and yeah, like as an artist, I kind of remind myself, like it takes time, like it takes time to build those relationships or those contacts and turn them into a network, right? People don't realize that it's not just a one-time, uh, you know, shout out. You have to really like build on that uh, trust with them, right? That rapport. Yeah. Um, so yeah. a lot of the, a lot of the contacts that you've made, you, you mentioned <laughs> Guillermo del Toro. Uh, can you tell us about a lot of these people like you've, you've, uh, that crossed paths with or how they've, uh provided an influence in your life yeah well i mean some of some of them are people that you admire you know mm -hmm. and then you you know what you go to a conference and then you met them for the first time and i think something really important is like and right now you don't really have to even to go to conference like it's just a matter of like going to their instagram and send at the end just like get, you know and, and and if they answer you know like awesome uh, I just actually got so there's there's one of my my idols for like the last 30 years that I so the designer his name is Javier Mariscal he's from okay. Spain and I've been following him and trying to copy you know his style and you know influenced by his style and everything is this is one guy that designed hotels furniture uh, collaborated with the biggest brands created like the mascot for the olympics in, in in barcelona 1992 stuff like that and then he's doing right now an nft an nft uh project mm -hmm. and um so i said you know what i would love to collaborate with him and help him in any way so i contact 
him on on, on Discord, not Discord on, on Instagram. Mm -hmm. And you know, now we you know we have already like three or four different uh, uh, Zoom calls, and I'm I'm you know I'm working with them now. Oh, that's amazing. They, yeah, this is amazing. Actually, so actually, when I when I was here, I have so this this is a book of oh, Javier wow. Mariscal. And okay. uh, he got many, 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 many books of like art and stuff, but this mm -hmm. is the closest thing to Picasso alive today. Wow. You know? um, That's a powerful statement. Yeah. He is, you know, and um, and I remember there was uh, a friend of mine from the, from the, the newspaper that told me that uh, I Superman was created or co-created by a, a Canadian comic book artist. Um, oh, okay. So yeah so i didn't know that but anyway so so they say well yeah imagine having him or interview him or whatever yeah it's not gonna be super hard so they just call him and he answered and they interviewed the guy so i think a lot of people ask me hey how do you know all these people yeah and sometimes yeah. it was just as easy as going to the conference and waiting for lunch time and and just waiting there to see where the guy goes <laughs> and following him hey how you doing there you, you go know? man yeah That's you're it. committed i love it and Haas, like all the, you're saying all the, all the great things, like obviously for me, it's on a smaller scale, but um, I resonate a lot to what you're saying about how easy it is to just kind of um, put yourself out there, connect with uh, people that uh, you admire um, and keep them as contacts. And for instance, what I mean by that is my podcast, my podcast, when I first started this, um, I always used to joke with friends, I'll do it. And I was like thinking to myself, I'll probably only get like my friends on it if I'm lucky. And what I realized about the power of this platform is like you said, you could just DM anyone, you could really con uh, connect with anyone in your industry. And they don't have to be like a Guelmo del Toro or like a Quentin Tarantino. Yeah. There are a lot of people like ourselves that are at the same, well, I shouldn't say you, but like more people like my age at the same level um, and experience or whatever uh, have you. And they are willing to share their story. They're willing to, to um, you know, provide uh, insight on their, on their journey. And doing that, you know, like I said, have it, or like you said, having the conviction uh, to, to recognize uh, the possibility of, you know, having a voice and, uh, you know, the tenacity to, to reach out and, you know, connect with these people um, is really a, a beautiful testament, you know, to, to who we are as artists and like what we, what we can do uh, for ourselves uh, in this industry. And I think it's so important that people have that courage um, that it is possible as proven with your story, Haas, right? Like you reached yeah. out to someone you admired, uh, that you think is like a, a Picasso, the Picasso, the modern Picasso. And uh, I'm really happy for you that you're able to connect and build a relationship with this man. Yeah. And I think also something important is like, what can you offer to them? You know, like, yes, I think that, that that's the most important thing that that is not like calling, like calling them or whatever, because you're a fan and you want their autograph or a picture or whatever is like so important. You have something f to help. You just have something for them. Just like, I don't know, again, Gary Vee and D-Rock. I don't know if you, you, you ever seen the story. Yeah, I do. I follow Gary. them. Yeah. yeah Which yeah, is yeah. amazing. You know, like, hey, I'll do your videos for free for a year. I'm like, what? Okay. You know, and now, you know, they're the best pals ever and stuff like that. But you're exactly. offering something to them, you know. So, and that's, that's something I also told my kids every time. So you have to always think on what's in it for them. No, no what's in it for me? What's in it for them every time? Because that's the only way, because we're, we're selfish, you know? So when I meet yeah. someone, uh, there's all, you're always thinking, I wonder what can he do for me, you know? Yeah. He's a lawyer, he's a doctor, he's a rich guy or whatever. You know, instead of thinking that, thinking like the other way around. And that is uh, like other-centered thinking. And it's, it, it makes you grow exponentially 
really, you know, when you think like that way, it's, it sounds uh, counterintuitive. <laughs> you know, no, but it's extremely it's extremely strategic and advantageous yeah. to your cause. Like yeah. I like what you said. It's you have that mentality. It might sound very conceited what I'm about to say, but I have an attitude sometimes where it's like, I don't need them. They need me. Right. And I give that myself that attitude in a sense where it's like uh, back to your point is you provide that value, because a lot of the times, again, that can, can sound, come across really pretentious, but you need to have that uh, tenacity. Um, yes. in order to have the conviction to even step up and ask these people like for their yeah, time or, or provide right time. and I always I'm serious Haas. <laughs> I always used to tell even like for a retail job when I used to help my friends or my, my sister when she was nervous about like applying I'd say to her I say listen they don't need <laughs> you need uh they need they don't need you as much as you need them you know what I mean or you don't need them as much as they need you sorry yes. and the reason again that mentality um has spoken wonders to me. Like, you know, I, I, I was able to create this podcast. I was able to have the conviction to start my business and connect with a lot of clients um, and, and fellow uh, people that became friends, but I still have a long way to go. But I think going back to, like you said, harking back to that mindset um, and providing value to people is so, so essential. And I, and I really do take that um, to heart uh, what you said, because I, I do apply that when I look for new clients myself. Right. Um, a lot of the clients that I seek myself uh, for videography, photography, and things like that, um, I'm genuinely like interested in their in their craft and what they can provide. Um, but at the same time, I'm more curious as to what I can provide them. You know, I'm saying like, how can we yeah. make it better? And I think that's what that's the 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 essence of being an artist, right? We're always looking to how to improve something, something or someone <laughs> with our with our own uh, yes. talents, right? Yeah. But yeah. Um, so no, I love. Sorry, that. go ahead. Yeah. No, no, no. Yeah, no. yeah. No, for sure. And I'm so happy we're on the subject now, like uh, about social media and about you DMing people and, uh, you know, expanding your network uh, and finding new career opportunities. Uh, funny enough, I have a confession, like during the pandemic, I was so uh, restricted uh, creatively, or I felt as if I was, that I reached out to a lot of, uh, you know, people in the industry, like verified accounts, um, you know, Scorsese and <laughs> all these uh, different uh, directors and uh, talents. And honestly, like no one got back. But the point is, is that back to your point about providing value is I copied and pasted the text that said, basically, I'm willing to work for free. I'm willing to provide insight uh, any which way I can, instead of saying, Hey, I'm a big fan. I'd love to work with you someday. Right. It's yes. what can you do for them? Right. So on the subject yeah. of social media, Haas, uh, it's a very effective tool for the modern artist, as we've already established, right. To showcase their works and market their brands. And I've noticed you've been quite uh, active on Instagram lately, uh, sharing several of your artworks. Uh, that represent your creative, unique creative style and expression. I uh, love the sketches uh, with the graphic. And uh, so I want to know, how, was, uh, how has social media benefited you as an artist uh, in your personal and professional life with what you've been posting? Yeah, mostly is, you know, out of mind, out of sight. Okay. That's pretty much it, you know? So, okay. so I'm putting stuff just for people to remind them that I'm still alive. You know, oh, okay. and then, yeah. So, you know, so, so from, from time to time, you post, you know, drawings, drawings, drawings. And then you post something like, oh, here with Fluffy, you know? So it's right. like, okay, you know, kind of thing. So he is still alive. And not only that, he's alive and thriving pretty much because right. he's like with the, the director of the, I don't know, stuff for, for the Marvels so or for the, you know, or, or with Fluffy or doing this other thing with Tom or whatever, right. you know? But, this, but, but then you post like drawings or, or people or pictures with your with my grandson you know so so something that i that i like is first of all 
not to for not to look like I'm someone else, you know? Yeah. Like 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 because a lot of people like this is funny. A lot of people like when I met them, uh, I don't know, church or these or other say, hey, where are you? Like, where have you been lately? Uh in <laughs> yeah. Japan or in whatever. I'm like, what? You know, uh, or 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 they think like I hang out with only like super famous people or whatever, you know. So I'm super far from the truth, you know. But uh, so I've been lucky enough to work with with awesome people, uh, in, in, in projects that are like awesome that I that I look for for this project, you know. Mm-hmm. Not because I want to be famous or big or rich, but right. because some you know some of these guys are there because they are work like eighteen hours a day, and that's how they got. They got there and they're now yeah. doing the film in China or they're doing the commercial for Ford or or whatever, you know. And uh and that's that's pretty much that's pretty much it. Yeah, you know? it's, it's just to make yourself known, make people understand. But in that's terms it. of your own career, you 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 have your own strategy for that, right? Like social media isn't as integral to you, imperative, right? Well, n- not to to get business, no. No, 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 okay. no it's, it's okay. just it's just to just to be there, you know, like uh so. So people don't forget about you, I think. And that's a, and you know what? That makes sense to me a lot. I'll be honest with you. And, and again, not to bring up your age or anything like that, but because you've probably created such a vast knowledge and network of people in, in, in you know, your lifetime, social media at this point is just a gimmick for you, really, right? It's just something for you, like you said, to, to make people know that you're still alive, you're still here. Uh, I'm still a friend of yours. Um, but you have so many people under your belt that you don't even need to use the platform probably to, to get there, right? So that's really cool, man. I, I, I thought I'd bring it up because I'm, I'm curious. Every artist is different, right? There are some people that are yes. very dependent on it, right? Making a lot of money. Some people like myself that I use it to make connections or find a new client. Um, and then there's people like yourself that they, they just use it as social media was intended to connect with your community um, yes. and make yourself present. That's a really cool, man. I want to know, though, on the flip side, if you feel as an artist, as someone of your, your stature, uh, your status, do you feel that the platform social media itself is detrimental, provides drawbacks to artists in terms of, you know, having a negative influence on like vanity that affects maybe the content they're producing, that they're doing it more for the likes than they are for the actual authenticity of what they're making. Um, Or like also unhealthy comparisons with other artists. Like, do you feel uh, this is something that's important to discuss or am I reading into it? (laughs) Yeah. Well, I think, I think social media, I mean, social media, especially maybe Instagram is, is the best thing that ever happened to artists. Actually. Yeah. Yeah. So I know a lot of artists that I, that what they, they leave, they make a living thanks to Instagram, you know? Right. I'm mean, talking about, uh, you know, people that make collectibles like resin collectibles or, or just like, or, or paintings or, or whatever, you know, like ceramics, like Instagram is free. And, and, and in Instagram, if you give value to, to your audience, uh, that's where you can get 100,000, 200,000, 300,000 followers, you know, and then you have, if you have a, a, an actual, I wouldn't say even like a strategy, because I think strategies and tactics on social media, it's, it's like having strategies and tactics to make friends in your neighborhood, you know, it's, it would be so fake, you know, so I think the guys yeah. that actually do uh, be are, are successful in this, are people that are to get there organically, uh, you know, okay. like being being like like just consistent in their in, consistent in their work, consistent in their message. And yep. again, the what's in it for me is like, so what's what's the value that you're giving to your audience? 
that's, that's a huge one. And then if you sell tutorials or if you sell whatever, you're, you know, your audience is so thankful that they're gonna, they're gonna buy it because they believe in you and they're gonna help, they wanna help you. Yeah, no, social media is amazing, man. It's huge. Yeah, for yeah sure. but I love what you just said that it's um, more, more, more important for the, the, it's more beneficial if you look at it as a way to grow organically and not pay uh, for followers or not get caught up into the whole <laughs> vanity because yeah. that's something that I struggle with too, right? Like only because I've been in that, grown up in that generation where you from time to time might think, oh shit, like my follower count's not as high as this guy or like this guy's putting out more than me. And then I kind of go back to my, you know, modest roots and I say, uh, I'm putting out my message. I'm providing value. This is who, where I stand. And I think as long as I'm consistent, my, I will find an audience, even if it is an incremental growth, at least it's some sort of growth, at least it's some sort yeah. of, you know, effort uh, to, to showcase who I am as a, as a, as an artist. Right. Um, yeah. Because I think as artists, like I said, we can get too caught up as you mentioned in the beginning in our heads and um, not really uh, remember, remember like why we're doing it in the first place, you know, yeah. like why we're, we're artists yeah. in the first place. Yeah. All right, Haas, welcome back. <laughs> uh, took a little bit of break there. Um, yes. So Haas and I, yeah, uh, just very insightful, very informative um, hearing uh, about your journey um, and specifically with social media, you know, we're being on the topic about how uh, important it is for artists uh, to utilize it, um, but not get so uh, caught up in their heads um, using the platform uh, to remember that it's uh, a networking tool and nothing more. Uh, right. It's uh, designed to build yourself organically and not to get consumed by the vanity of it, of paying for users and, you know, uh, just getting caught up in, in all the superficiality that uh, diminishes yeah. a person's artistic integrity. Right. So really happy we're on the same page about that, Haas. Um, and as someone like yourself who proudly and publicly identifies as a thinker, um, as we've established on this podcast, uh, thinking about uh, what's next, what's new. Um, what projects are you looking uh, to pursue next as an artist? Yeah, well, as an artist, like that I that I actually love doing is helping other artists, uh, uh, like young artists, especially in 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 the in the business or entrepreneurial side of things, branding side of things, because I I believe that as Picasso said, uh, sell your name not your art okay. and, and that's something yeah and that's something it's not easy to understand that sometimes art your art is secondary which which is really weird to say that but but Picasso you know what he, at the end of the day what he sold was his signature his signature was a valuable thing you know so, so one of the things that I, that I remember like I think every parent told Every every kid that was wanted to be an artist, like you want to be poor, be an artist, kind of thing, you know. And then, so it's always related, you know. You're an artist, you'll be you'll be poor, and that's fa far from the truth. Like Michelangelo, Da Vinci, all these guys were like super duper rich, you know. And but not only that, they were amazing, you know. So so you can be amazing and art at art, and also not being poor, you know. Everybody uses Van Gogh as the standard of like the, the poor artist mm -hmm. which is not even is, is not even fair you know you can right. you have you have picasso you have dali you have miro like all these guys were like wealthy you know right but happy you know so so it's not like if you paint and you sell your art you're a sell you're not a sellout you're you're it is it is a, at the end of the day it is a business it's frowned you know? upon yeah well at the, yeah, at the end of the day it's a business not, 
It is a business. I mean, you yeah. you are you are you have to. I mean, something that I've been chatting, and this is this is important. You know, Francisco Herrera, my friend. So mm -hmm. he's an amazing artist. You know, and yeah. then we we always win strongly about like why people like when you're talking about art and money. There's always that people like think is wrong and whatever. But in reality, first you have to study what what really money is. So yeah. what money gives you, what money brings you is. Uh, choices that's 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 all money does it gives you more the more money sure. you have the more choices you have sure. the more choices you have the more freedom you have so for example yeah. you're in jail you have like no choices yeah. so you have no freedom you have more choice you have more freedom the more freedom you have the more the happier you are that's reality you know yeah. but then but at one point when you have a lot of money you have a lot of choices you can you can actually take the wrong choices mm -hmm. so instead of being more free you are actually slave or your wrong choices, you know? So, but at the end of the day, money wasn't the reason for your poor decisions, you know? Right. Anyway, so so that's that's what we, so I said, we were thinking if we are smart, if you're really smart, you know, would you rather use like your, your, your time is, is finite, yeah. you know? Then, would you rather work for $16 an hour, the hour is gone, or $300 an hour? Wow. I, I, yeah. You know, I mean, <laughs> it's a no brainer. <laughs> would, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Then why, why would you choose the $16? So it doesn't make a sense at all. So what you you're know? trying to do is help artists, or, or, or that's your mission, uh, work smarter as opposed to harder, right? Work smarter like, and work buy for them, make their money work for them. Yeah. 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 Provide you know, fulfillment. I, in their lives yeah that's smart man i i, I exactly. that's a noble cause man and, and i really respect that that's uh something again an artist like myself coming up uh before i met you struggled with um you know i'm still learning the game um i, I have some sort of an income coming in because of my art or what i've created with my yes. imagination but at the same time I, I i realize it's a long game and uh how imperative how important it was because that's you're right Haas. like they came to a point even for my mental health that we all want freedom, right? We all want choices. We That's all, all want, we want. We want. We all want happiness, and and those um, are all byproducts of money. Uh, the reality is, and I know people don't want to, you know, listen listen to that notion, but it's the reality. When I was uh, in the pandemic, I had no job, and I was just you know doing art every day. Someone could argue, yeah, but weren't you happy? You were doing what you love. I'm like, yes, but there was no fulfillment. Like I just felt I was doing it for myself, and there was nothing um, in return that I could you know, reinvest it back into the business or back into, yeah. the, you know what I mean? So now yeah. that there is some sort of income coming in, you know, um, that stabilizes my mental health. That makes me uh, realize, Hey, like now with this money, I can use it to buy equipment or I can use it to buy tools or I can use it, you know, to do this podcast or, you know what I mean? It's like that, like yeah. you said, back to the, the freedom of choices, like absolutely, man. Uh, money facilitates, right. Um, exactly. money makes things easier. Yeah. Yeah. So that's yeah, a really, so, yeah, sorry, go ahead. Yeah. So that's, that's, I think that's for like, that would be my purpose for the rest of my life. That's pretty much like my purpose, you know? And by, by doing that, as I told you before, then projects just like poop, start popping from here, there and, and whatever, you know? So Absolutely. I'm doing what I love, which mm -hmm. is helping other artists. And when I say helping, in reality, yeah. they helping me more than I helping them. That's a reality. Yeah. You know, yeah, yeah. but uh, but then participating in the project or, or working in other projects, that's how I really going to, you know, not get it old. 
Yeah. Even no, it, it, it keeps you, it keeps you young, right? It keeps you alive. Uh, it keeps yeah. you relevant, right? It keeps you in touch yeah. with the, the, the modern industry um, and, and the, exactly. the ever-changing landscape, right? So very smart move on, on your, uh, on your behalf. And uh, yeah, like uh, I really, I really admire that because a lot of artists out there are struggling. A lot of artists uh, don't know how to monetize. Like I said, from the beginning of the podcast, right? Like they don't know how to monetize their passion. Um, but there is a way, um, which leads me to my next point, this whole NFT web three space, right? We've been told this is the greatest invention, greatest revolution for artists, uh, to make money and to make a, a name for themselves. Uh, are you as, uh, an artist looking, uh, at this space? Are you looking to, um, pursue it as a, as a, your next adventure as well? Yeah. Well, I mean, right now I'm actually where that's, that's part of my full-time stuff okay, that I'm great. doing is working mm-hmm. on NFT, you know, creating NFT collections for other artists, but I'm also educating artists. So right now what I, what, what, what my focus and the focus on the company that, uh, that uh, I'm, I'm helping with is uh, helping artists that ha- they have already a name for themselves, you know, uh, why? Because because the NFT space right now it's so new mm-hmm. that if, that investors they would like to invest in in value and this value is really the, their signature coming back again like the signature that's the value you know so the, we're working we're focusing on that so by doing that we're helping actually to uh, discover what are the, the pitfalls or what are the pluses uh, or, or, you know, contrast uh, uh, that this new platform has, you know? Okay, great. Um, yeah, it is not easy. Like something that I could tell you, like whoever wants to get into this NFT space, build, thinking that if you get into, you're going to get rich fast. It's like- It's not, yeah, no. nowhere. Yeah, I, I, I've been thinking of it myself as an artist, right? Like, cause I'm always ambitious and thinking of the next step and the next move. Um, but I know it requires, like you said, like (laughs) you don't just jump in and you become rich off of it. I, I strongly believe too. Um, and as we know, you know, uh, in our past work relationship that you also need to have some sort of, uh, foundation, right. Some sort of community in order to make money off of it, build it. It, it, That makes sense. Right. Like you can't just kind of go into it and start posting your artworks like Instagram, right? Like people, you might get a customer here and there, but I think to really optimize, uh, you know, the, the value you'll get from being involved with nfts is to create the community first right yeah yeah Yeah. and what's the value like you know a lot of people like a lot of people don't really understand what value is and and value Mm -hmm. equals help that's Mm. so easy you know so something that has value is 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 gonna help me so gold helps me to buy stuff or helps me to 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 buy stuff in the future because it goes off it goes it goes higher and higher you know a book helps me a book that that is idiotic and and you know is like pointless. Mm-hmm. It has no value because it didn't help me. You know, so yeah. I think when you think about art, art, even though it's subjective and the, like beautiful or it's ugly or whatever, in re- the reality of art and the investors is what's the value, and the value is equals again help. How right. is this art going to help me? Okay, so this is going to position me in a different status. That's why I have a Picasso. Mm. That's why I have a Lamborghini. Smart. It's exactly the same thing. Yep. So right now, if you buy or you have one of the uh, board apes, well, it gives you status of like super high in the web community and you are part of the club and all that stuff. Yeah. You know? So you have to think of 
the NFT space and the Web3 community is a very different kind of collector. So it's not your regular, if you think that they're gonna buy your app because it's beautiful, then you kind of you're kind of wrong. You're you know, missing like, the point. Yeah, you're missing yeah, the whole point. Yeah, yeah, you're missing the point. Yeah. And 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 that goes and and I relate it to uh obviously it's more simplified version, but um, you know, Yu-Gi-Oh cards, Pokemon cards when I was growing up. Yeah. Um, it signals to your friends. And even now when I look at my binder, um, there are certain rare cards I have that uh, either go for a lot of money or the artwork's beautiful. Um but it's the uh, community, right? It's the people, the fans of the show, the fans of the 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 franchise that deem it uh, valuable, right? Like yeah. we're the ones that say to, say this card is valuable because there are cards that the new ones that they make, let's say, I'm sure they're valuable in their own right, but they're not as valuable as the ones when I was growing up, like the, nostal- the nostalgia behind them. And the yes. reason why they reprint them is because of that, right? Uh, because they know that there's, there's a following, like you said, a, a community behind them. And it's not just the artwork itself. It's just what it represents, right? Yeah. The, the, how it was presented in the show and, you know, the, the fan base behind, behind the card. Um, the rarity, right? So uh, very cool, man. Like even fashion, right? Like I'm wearing this uh, hoodie. It's by Justin Bieber, Drew House. Uh, I, I enjoyed it. Uh, you know, his, his uh, line of fashion. I modeled my uh, clothing line off of that, like uh, artistic marketing behind behind it. But again, it signals, right? It signals to people when I wear this, like, oh, like he gets it. He's in it. Uh, he likes streetwear. He likes that world. And exactly with NFTs, it's not so much the artwork itself. It's what it represents. Exactly. So I really, really uh, find it fascinating, and uh, only the tip of the iceberg, right, Haas? With uh, this <laughs> oh whole space, <laughs> and yeah. it's only begun, as they say. <laughs> yeah, it's but... only begun. It's only begun. I would fall. Yeah, man, yeah. There's, there's a bunch of uh, content online, mm-hmm. amazing stuff. Yeah. So. Yeah, I definitely, I definitely have to uh, keep, keep uh, in touch with that, that, that kind of content. Keep myself up to date with it because uh, it, it's a. Uh, a rapidly growing uh, industry, right? Um, yeah. So uh, definitely something to look to. And before, uh, now that we established uh, who you are as a person and your creative projects that you got underway, uh, I like to bring it back and uh, really understand who you are um, from within. And by that, I mean, why is being an artist important to you? And what will you do to ensure the medium never dies? Yeah, well, it is important because I think our art keeps me sane. So it keeps me, it keeps me sane and it keeps me relevant also. Relevant to me. You know, mm-hmm. that's because every time that I create stuff, even though I sit down and just like do doodles, and some of these doodles are really ugly. Like some of these doodles are like, if you I've seen them and like, oh my goodness, this is ugly. I don't care because when I'm doing and when I'm doing that through the process, I'm surprising myself with the results so so every time i start i never had something in mind which yeah. i love you know so then depending on the mood or depending even the, the music i'm i'm i'm, I'm listening to mm-hmm. i started oh, i'm gonna go do this i'm gonna do that whatever so i started doing something like softer with charcoal or maybe gonna use some color or maybe just like nothing an experiment yeah and see what happens mm-hmm. and sometimes it's so ugly that i just tear the the thing up yeah yeah throw it to the exactly garbage. same here yeah but it doesn't matter you know, so it's me just sane yeah. and relevant to me. And at the same time, when I post these things, you know, online, it's cool because some of them uh, bring some feelings that are positive or, or, or negative or whatever to some people. And I think that's important because I, I, I love that reaction. You know, I love there's there's one that I did, I think, two weeks ago. 
and I hate it so much. And my wife, okay. whoa, that's ugly. I put it yeah. there and then I sold it. And I, I, I don't put things to for sale. Oh, wow. But there was two, two different people say, hey, I love this. So I, I got into me, like my soul or whatever, you know? Yeah. I, Spoke I, to him. Yeah. Yeah. So I sold it for like, you know, super cheap. I don't make like reality, like okay. whatever, you know? And then they came there. They were super happy. And anyway, so that's that's what i've all well, congratulations on that because that, that's every artist's people. dream right even making some buck out of what they create from yeah. their mind right as quentin tarantino yeah, said like he has he has a my hero quentin tarantino he has a moment where he says you know i just when i walk into my house i just can't believe everything up here in my head paid for the, this right because there's very yeah. few professions that you could um attest your wealth to that um so yeah that's 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 a beautiful story Haas. and uh, very comforting to hear because as an artist myself, like, you know, you've seen my drawings. Um, there are days when I'm just like sluggish. I'm just like, you know, getting into my head. It's not going to be the, the, this artwork's crap. It's not as good as the last one. And like you said, the, the, the best artists are the ones that, uh, keep putting things out, right. No matter what yeah. it's the discipline, you know? And, yeah. um, I think it's so, so important. Uh, and I have to remind myself, every artist does, right that it's not always going to be perfect and if you're striving for perfection you'll never get it because there's no such of thing course. right yeah. yeah and i think that's the difference that's something i didn't understand until later in my life forget about the uh, after so i remember the principal on my, on my in the university he kept telling us you're not artists you're designers you know and we were like what are you talking about like we are artists you yeah know? yeah, and, yeah. Uh, but then at the end of the day when you're when you're an artist you do whatever you like because it, it's for you. So you, you, you don't care, you know, but when you're a designer, it is, it is form uh, and function. So function is first and then form is secondary, you know, and then in art is everything is about form. Yeah. Forget about function. The function doesn't even matter, you know? Yeah. So, so once you start uh, understanding that, that difference, then you are really happy, you know, because then you don't care. You go, you you paint and whatever. And if whoever says that's ugly, you're like, that's that's okay. And you at know? the end of the day, yeah, like you said, it's a subjective industry, right? Um, yeah. Art art is meant to be interpreted. Art is uh, ambiguous, yeah. right? Like it's it's different things to different people. Yeah. Uh, there are so many movies that we probably revere, um, and then when you talk to family or friends, they say it was garbage. And now, are yes. they wrong? I don't know, no. <laughs> but I don't think they are because they have their own opinions, right? Just like yeah. I have my opinions on what on my, it's all taste, right? It's not objective. So that's yeah. what we have to remind ourselves is that there is an audience. We have an audience. It's just not maybe for the person that's rejecting us, right? Yes. Um, they're, they're, they're out there. You just got to keep uh, true and authentic to your craft. And that's yeah. what I say with social media, not getting caught up in the vanity of it because uh, it happens to the best of us, right? We want to, yeah. we want to be the best. We want to be seen. So we try to conform to all these uh, superficialities, but the reality is, man, is that you just got to be true to yourself and yeah. uh, true, true to what you, you express. That's why I love about your page, right? Is when I go through it, I'm like, this is Haas. This is an expression of who you are. You know what I mean? You're not doing Disney characters. Just like when I go to Herrera's Herrera box, right? His Instagram, he's not trying to pull yeah. what you do. And even if he is, I'm, I'm sure it's because he's trying to experiment or he's trying to expand his uh, artistic palette, but he it's more want- like, yeah, my, my point being is that like, you just know that they're be, you're being authentic. Like that's who you are, right? That that's an expression of who you are. So yeah. Anyway, when man, I was in LA, he he said, "I'm gonna make a Monsoni." Oh yeah, so, nice. So he actually he actually tried to try to make one. Oh, all he right, gave so for all the YouTube one. listeners, we got visuals here. 
okay oh amazing this is a, this is an actual original from a from a cover from spider-man that's amazing that's right because he drew yeah that's right he was an illustrator so this this is the colored one yeah crazy uh, talented then, yeah this guy i don't even know he, oh so yeah so he made this one so this is his monsoni <laughs> that's amazing <laughs> but that's you that's your signature style man yeah, but he made it, you know. Just no, the, he made it, but that, but yeah, yeah. But I'm saying is like I just know looking oh, yeah. at that, like that's 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 you, man. Like that, yeah. it's amazing how art works, eh? Yeah, that's funny. Like your shape and your style, but that's amazing, man. That he made that for you. That's great. No, he's a great yeah. guy. I'm I'm happy you guys connected and you guys are friends. And uh, hopefully he can come on the podcast as well. I'll definitely reach out to him. Yeah, this is what I do. Oh yeah, I love it. It's so dark and edgy because you're such a lovable guy. Like you're so happy and optimistic that like never would think that that would come out of you. <laughs> That's amazing, man. Well, Haas, it's been a pleasure. Thank you so much for your time, your knowledge, your your insight um, as an artist, uh, as a professional uh, in, in the industry. You know, I think you're helping a lot of young artists uh, listening to this podcast um, and off the podcast, really, um, to kind of identify who they are and uh really search for the next big thing which is the nft web3 space yeah yeah for sure yeah th thank so you, thank you man thank you for having me this is yeah. this is really awesome that you're doing this yeah for sure thank you it's it's a platform i told like i said Hosh, from day one uh i've started off with friends but then i wanted to expand it to creatives um you know local creatives and then people in other cities uh that they can share their story right you know maybe yeah. they might have something in some something that's uh, similar to them or something that they can learn from someone else. Um, but the important thing is, like you said, provide value, be inspired, and know that you're not alone because uh, yeah. it's a very turbulent industry, very turbulent path, um, but it's the right one because that's the one we choose. So yeah, yeah, good. Yeah, so thank you again, Haas. Thank you again, everybody, for listening. And, you're welcome, uh, Daniel. Yes, we'll talk soon.